Hey, welcome to Spotlight VIB. Welcome, 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 welcome. Hi, he's coming up now. It's going to be exciting. Hi, I think Hi. he's fantastic. <laughs> Hi. Finally. Then we tried to go a little straight. Hi, sis. Good Thank evening, you for Nika. having me. Thank you for coming. Good evening. Yeah, How yeah. are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. So, I think now that I'm live, it should it would notify my my followers that I'm live, right? Yes, it oh, will. Fantastic. Great. Great. Good to have you here. <laughs> Thank you for having. How are you? Me. How was your day? I'm good. 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 It was. It was a very rainy rainy day yeah thank god i mean we're we're here now yeah thank god okay good evening everybody welcome to spotlight the iv wherever you're joining us from we're excited to have you here today today i have someone i really admire in the house her name is neka tumilola at this time super excited to have her here today you guys let us know how excited you are put an emoji funny emoji send this to somebody to watch you know it's going to be very inspiring today we're talking about taking a leap of faith and we're using naked story um to get you to take a leap of faith as well so welcome Be everybody here thank you thank you for having Neka, me why are, you, why are you showing twice i don't know why I'm am I that was funny Okay, good evening. Let me see who's here. Um, um, I, I see Peter and Fab. I see Adiola. Adiola, yes, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Olori Akins, welcome. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> what? My daddy is even here. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> Welcome, Daddy. Good evening, Daddy. Good evening, Mister. What's your former son name again? Um, okay, so I have two daddies. So I have one of my dad. That's my husband's daddy here, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good evening, sir. Yeah. Good evening, sir. Okay, so let's get to it. Let me do a quick intro, everyone. Um, about Ineka. Uh, Ineka is Ineka Tomilola. At this one, I finally call Kaka. I call her Kaka. Everybody calls her Kaka. Um, we've always called her Kaka. She's a superwoman and CEO of Super Dishes, a thriving Nigerian homemade food business and catering company that connects you to enriching food memories regardless of where you are. She's also the convener of the Food Business Forum, the pioneer learning community for an ever-growing audience of food entrepreneurs and food industry leaders. Neka Adesoya is married to Tom Lola Adesoya, an expert graphic designer, and they have two amazing children. Neka, I'm honored that you decided to be part of um, Spotlight with Ivy today. Welcome to everyone to Spotlight. Let's welcome Neka. Everybody, hello. Adeboy, Ade. Welcome, everybody. So we're going to start with some icebreakers. Let's we start with games, you know, to chill. And so the first video, I'm going to have a video. The first video is, are you ready for this? I'm trying to be as relaxed as possible. So bring it up. <laughs> okay, so if there are three cups of sugar right. and you take one, how many cups do you have? If there are three cups of sugar and you and take you one. Two now. Wrong. How many <laughs> cups do you have? You have one. 
you okay, have you three one. cups of sugar and then I you take, take one. one. I take mm -hmm. one cup. Mm -hmm. I have none. No, you have one. You took one. No, how many do you have left? How many do you have? Oh, why are you doing this to me? Because... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, I think it should be easier. Um, what hangs in the sky by day but goes away at night? What, what? Hangs in the sky by day but goes away at night. Do I have two lives? Do I have like a spare life? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no asking, friend. No what cheating. What hangs in the sky by day and goes away at night? Sun now. Yay! It wasn't so difficult. <laughs> Okay, um, this one is a tongue twister. So, I'm supposed to say this seven times. So, this is the sushi chef. This is the what? Sushi chef. This is the 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 sushi chef. <laughs> Keep going, it's almost seven. This is the sushi chef. 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 One more. One this more. Is the sushi chef. Yay! Try, try. <laughs> okay, last, last tongue twister. Um, <laughs> six sticky skeletons. Six sticky skeletons. Six sticks. <laughs> Skeletons, six ticket skeletons, six ticket skeletons, six ticket skeletons, six ticket skeletons, six 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 skeletons, so, Neka, um, can you describe your childhood for us? I know you have a bit of a mixed background. So, even though you're married to a Yoruba guy, I know you were Yoruba before you actually married Yoruba. <laughs> I know, right? Um, okay, so my childhood. Ah, that's not a question I've had to answer in years. Um, okay, so I was born in Lagos, and I know that I was raised with... Um, I grew up with my grandma, right i not grew up per se but i think i had my first early years with my grandmother somewhere in ibutemeta off a of papa road um i spent my early years with a pocket of family members here and there so i was either with my father's family for um holidays and for christmas holidays and then i was with my mom for about maybe six to seven months in a year and, you know, I mean, those, those are moments that helps to build experiences. So my childhood was, was quite fun. And um, I have three older siblings. And so I had, I had a share of, I grew up in Lagos. I mean, I've always been a Lagos girl. I've always been in Lagos. I'm not a Lagos girl, but I've always been in Lagos. And um, it's only on a few occasions that I got to travel to my father's village, you know, and stuff. So. So did you have any superhero powers growing up? No, not a kid. Some people say I want to be Superman and wear a cape. Or I never really like... liked. 
I never really liked cartoons. I didn't quite like. Um, I never liked cartoons. I never. I never really liked all those major things that children liked. I just. I just know that I remember that I liked to pick up vegetables as grasses and then um, pretend like I'm a major cook and then I sell it to my brothers and my sister. You know, so I had always been doing that from when I was young. I had this toy pot that my mom bought for me, toy set of pots and all of that. So I think that was the only super thing that I knew that, oh, okay, I think I want to... I just always wanted to sell food then or when I was younger. Yes. So it, it's it's something that you've actually um, groomed from childhood till I can't now. exactly say so it's what not I mean, at that time, you know how you have um, it, it was like a pretend party. You know, you have to make your brothers eat your supposed grass food <laughs> and paper. They eat it. They would, they would make you feel good Mm, yummy and i mean i find myself with my kids now because they come and say mommy i made pepper soup for you and i have to eat it you know so yeah yeah okay right. i think you attended Columbia university and you studied these admins what were you yes, thinking when you when you chose that course what was your dream <laughs> Okay, um, when I studied business administration, okay, really at the time, um, honestly, I don't know how I got myself into business administration, but I know that um, I got in, when I finished from secondary school, I didn't quite have a, I mean, you have, you have people who can guide and mentor you and, you know, give you some form of direction. You know, I mean, I think the only person that I really had a conversation with at the time about what I wanted to study in school was, um, I can't really remember, but, you know, they've all just encouraged me that, oh, you love speaking, you love talking, why not explore mass communication? And at the time, I was a commercial student in secondary school. So I think um, gaining admission into school, I didn't have the major courses that would qualify me to... To, to gain admission so I had commerce I had government I had the basics and so I think the next available option was okay you either take um, business administration or yeah yeah I think that was really it like I just found myself in business admin I can't exactly say that okay I had it all clear and I knew I wanted to study business admin but did you enjoy that that course of study even though it was something you have to follow um, I, 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 <laughs> okay, I enjoyed having friends in school. I think it's only my husband that I've gotten to share this with. I'm not sure. If, I'm not. I'm not sure if I was so great with you know being in school. School like, if I realized that you know what, babe, you you're either going to make it in school or you're just going to end up coming out with a not-so-fantastic result. So I think it was the second year. After I saw my results, I was like, oh, wow. I'm in school, and I'm not doing so well. So, girl, step up your game. You know, so I think... I can't exactly say that, you know. I had a, I had an amazing time studying that course. But I think I, I had an amazing four years meeting people, people like you, 
making friends, discovering a few things about myself and um, um, understanding the word purpose. Not exactly mm -hmm. saying that I started work, um, I started fully um, realizing that, okay, there's something you have to live for. But I think I understood what it meant to be, to have a purpose in life and to pursue after it and all of that. So, um, I'll say my four years in school wasn't necessarily about the fact that I went to, I studied business administration, but the fact that what made my four years grand in Covenant University was the memories, the relationships, the, you know, the moments with friends, the friends, the roommates, the, you know, all that fun stuff, the prayer times, variety nights and all those things. So, but what was your parents' um, expectation from you going to study visa? I mean, they must have had like an expectation of you. Um... Bass, both bass. <laughs> okay. I mean, for my dad, you want to go to school? Okay, we'll pay the school fees. So, you know, it's not like he was so, I don't think he had any big expectations. But I think for my mom, she just wanted to see that my daughter has she's a graduate i think that was big that was a big deal at the time at time has gone i graduated 2007 that's 13 years ago so at the time i think the big deal for my mom was oh mommy graduate love mommy yeah <laughs> i can imagine how proud she was of you when you finally finished and then you stay working yes, yes. Yes, when you told her about your first job, what did she say? Oh, let me put, okay, well, um, before we got the first job, we, we, um, I went to serve and I came back to Lagos. I think it was during service that I figured that, oh, I can make something with food business because I really started training people on how to make food, on how to do different things from when I was serving. I served in Yobe States, by the way, and wow. at the time, I... I, you know, I was just able to put up like a two-day training for different people to just come and learn different types of cooking. Wait, were you cooking before this? Learn how to do pork, pork. No, Way I cooking. wasn't. I just served and I think that passion came up while I was serving and I thought, okay, I could train people on how to do that. What was it about cooking that made you so, so want to embrace it as in really okay um wow that was just you know i mean you know how you you know in bits you know in parts like the bible says that you know mm -hmm. in parts and um and um you know everything is just it's all revealed to you fully so i can't exactly say that oh there was just one light bulb moment that i discovered that oh i can make something with food it all started with you know my environment, my friends, responding to things that were around me because I was working in the telecommunications at the time and I started making breakfast to work because I didn't particularly like what I was eating at work at the time. So I would make breakfast to work. I think a few colleagues of mine then, oh, what did you make today? It looks good. You know, can you make for me? And then it like that and stuff. So um, it was more like a little there. And I can't exactly say that even after I found that, oh, I could make something out of doing this food business, I I figured that I was passionate about it. No, 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 no. 
I mean, at the time, when I started out, when I resigned my job and figured, okay, I think I'm tired of, it was more like an instruction for me at the time that, okay, um, for every for every year of my life, can you hear me, Bukun? Yes, but, uh, but I think that you've like moved 10 steps ahead of us because I'm still trying to get to your NYSE um, and how you became passionate about this because you say you were working at the time and then you started okay, doing so, training. So, you know, I mean, you, you asked a question. So it was like I was responding to the questions that you asked. So if we're going to go back to the NYSE, mm -hmm. I was training. And after okay. I was done training people, you know, I came back to Lagos after I was done with my service. I came back to Lagos and then I told my mom that I didn't want to work, that I just wanted to start selling fried yam. I wanted to package it in some type of way. And she gives me the chopadusha, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, fried yam call. You know, I told her I had this grand idea of how I want, how I was going to make Bolly look. How I, you know, I mean, at that time, it was all small chops and finger foods that was really heavy in my heart. So I told her I wanted to make, you know, and then my brothers are like, ah, you know, babe, we think you should work. You should have something going. You should, you know, gather money so you can start a business. It's not bad. You know, I mean, they just all encouraged me to get a job. And so I just shanked that idea of doing the magic bully and making um fried yam that can walk on water you know so <laughs> i checked the idea i got it i got a job in a project management firm that was my first job and my mom was really excited that oh my daughter has graduated from covenant university she has gotten herself a great job you know she's doing well a few times I did you like the job it quite honestly don't know <laughs> at the time i didn't even know what i liked but it was just okay that you know I was following a pattern, and that's that goes to sh that goes to say how sometimes our lives or back then our parents seem to have planned our lives out. You know, you're done with mm -hmm. school, you have to work, you have to serve, you have to work. After you work, you have to get married. After you get married, you have to have children. You know, so it was like a sequence. Like you have to follow mm -hmm. what you have laid down. So I can't exactly say mm -hmm. if I particularly enjoyed it but you know i liked that i was leaving home i liked that when my mom called me there was something i was doing you know i wasn't just at home and then eating her food i could contribute to the welfare and the moving forward of the house you know i mm. could i could support in one way or the other even if it was just dstv that i could pay or i could buy fuel you know it gave me a sense of purpose at that time and you know i also found myself having to handle the welfare of where I was working at that time because it's a project management firm. So we always had trainings every weekend and I had to sort out food for, I didn't have to cook it, but I had to, you know, get vendors who organize. could handle, organize it and all of that. And I mean, yeah. So it was from there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I said no. That's, I think that's pretty interesting to find out that um, you somehow your passion found its way into your work. So even though it wasn't like generally um, a food business, you were right. handling something that had to still do with food business. Right. That experience, did you learn anything from your project management training? Um, um, yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. I learned I learned quite a lot. I was I mean I was a lot more officious and I knew how to handle handle issues a lot more. I knew how to face tasks a lot more professionally because I mean we're dealing with the likes of maybe the EDs of UBA, the EDs of banks at the time who wanted when project management was a big deal, PMP, PMP. So we were the organization I worked with at the time were one of the certified PMP um, companies who could offer training and also give you, you know, they had the license to offer the training and they had the license to get you to write the exam. So, you know, the fact that I met people, it helped with my confidence because I had to cold call into some offices and all of that. So, you know, I think, I think that helped me. That helps me to be a lot more confident. That helps me with, um, it helps me to be able to put documents together early, you know, and um, understand processes and all of that. Yeah. Interesting. How long did you work in a project management um, company for? Um, just a couple of months. I don't think it was up to a year. Um, <laughs> you know how, I mean, I think, I think my life really, I just understand when, when, when God says, okay, it's time to move. So the drama started setting in. They started making certain demands that I didn't feel very comfortable with, you know, and I just knew mm, it's time to leave a beg, you know, and then I left and stayed at home a couple more days and then another job offer came in. And that's when I started working in telecoms and got a customer care job that has helped me to, you know, that's, that helps me thus far. Wow. So how long did you work in telecoms for? I worked in telecoms for, um, how long did I work for? Um, I got the job 2009 and I left in 2011, so two years. Okay. So what was that experience for you like? Oh, it was amazing. It was, it was a really good one. I met people. I understood how to speak to customers better. And that's that's really helping me. That experience, no one can take from me because it's helped me with my current business. So I know how to manage, you know, high-rate customers and all that. Um, and it helps me with understanding what it meant to. Because I moved, I moved, I moved different units. You know, from being a call center agent to moving to the head office and working with, you know, the head of of customer care at the time. So. There was so much that I had to learn. I met I met with people. I knew how to manage. I knew how to manage all them bosses better, and I knew I understood how to to I I knew how to read passes from the others and to read to know when <laughs> it is work and when there's something more. Mm. Yeah, but I think mm. I think that's one experience that no one can take from me. It was. It was a very, I mean, my time with, with that telecoms was, it was great. You know, I mean, I understood what it meant to have processes as well. I would say that again, processes, mm -hmm. procedures, standard operating, set, um, you know, procedures and all that, which is really helping me now, you know, how you have to have templates for things. So mm -hmm. nothing came to us by surprise. We knew what to do when there was a backend issue, when there was, a customer care issue that we had to escalate to follow up on. So, you know, that, 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 that really, that really helped me. Yay, Jojo, she ego. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what did she say? 
I didn't get it. Oh, oh, oh. She said she is. Why, yes, that's what she gave me. Okay, um, welcome, everybody. Um, if you are just joining us, uh, we're glad to have you here. You can put in your questions for NECA if you have any, and we're glad to, to take them. Um, so, you worked in telecom for two years, and afterwards, you decided to move, quit, or start your business. What was your next move? Uh, my next move was actually to resign. I resigned my job. Mm. I didn't have any, I don't think I had any blueprints. I don't think I had any, at the time, I didn't even have anybody to guide me or to say, but you know, I just knew that it was time to move. Cause I mean, for every year in my life, when I get to celebrate my birthdays, I always inquired from God that, like, Lord, what next? Father, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. And all of us. And I remember that particular year, 2011, it was a, it's time to own your own. And I'm like, ah, mm -hmm. own my own, bow, you know. <laughs> it's not as if I'm so great with, what do I want to own, per se, you know? And then he led me to Joseph's story, um, reading about things that Joseph did, um, how he became... You know, several things, Shah, that, you know, I gathered from there. Um, I bumped into Pastor Jimmy Terra's message also at the time, you know. and what then I think I called him up. It had to do with, um, it had to do with understanding seasons, you know, that, you know, when when God is speaking to you, sometimes, you know, it could be the environment that you have, to, that, that gives you signs and gives you some form of clarity, you know, and um, I think I called him up and told him about, you know, the message I heard and how I was able to marry it with the, um, with the nudging I had in my heart about time to own my own. But hey, honestly, if I should marry what I'm earning, how much I saved and having to leave my job right now, I don't think it makes any sense, you know. But I mean, yes, it was even the story of Joseph and how, what joseph was going through didn't make sense how you know his dreams didn't make sense to his brothers his ideas didn't make sense to his brothers even his father didn't quite understand what was going on but you know he was really excited about the dream and yes maybe he shouldn't have told his brothers about it at the time but i mean he still went ahead and said it and out of innocence and all so i think yes pastor jivita was was his message was about you know joseph's season and how you know, maybe he was quick to speak and all of those things and all that. And I spoke to him and um, he encouraged me and said if it was time, then, you know, God would give me the grace, you know, to handle what was ahead. And I think that was pretty much it. And um, I still fought with the idea because I tendered my resignation in June and my boss at the time didn't let me go until November. You know, oh, wow. five extra months. She's like, no, Neka, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. I'm like, ah, are you my mother? How would you know whether I'm ready? <laughs> I, mean, I didn't quite have the boldness to even follow up with her because, you know, I was still a bit um, a young girl. Timid. Sure, timid and all of that. And and then I just keep kept pushing that. So in November, I, I just said, you know what, madam? I'm done. I'm not doing it again because... From that June till about October, every salary that I earned, I, I could hardly even hold it together, I you know, and it wasn't as if I was doing everything. So it was like the story of Jonah and how, you know, God 
kept telling him, go to Nineveh, go to that. And he's like, no, no, no. And, you know, he kept meeting different challenges and all that. So, you know, I think I told a friend of mine at the time who was also working in Visa Phone, ah, your friend, Seth, Becky, you know, Becky Fagbule, you know, and, and you know, she's like, ah, Kaka, if, if this is what God is saying, then, you know, it's time for you to go. Because I could hardly gather anything. You know, from the salary, it wasn't like I was buying clothes or shoes, but you know, when the money comes, I'm like, ah, Kinimofi salary, she, you know, so. Mm. So, what was your financial? What made you decide to hop and leave? It was just really heavy in my heart that, babe, it's time for you to move. It's time for you to move. And I figured it was really time for me to move. So, I moved. And then I, and then when my. But did she release you? Yes, she did. From June, July, August, I think she came by herself in October and said, okay, Neka, I'm ready to let you go. And I'm like, okay, God, that's like, <laughs> that's like a go sign. And, you know, um, in October, she signed the, the resignation letter. And so by, which was, you know, giving one month in. The, in okay. What was your first move when you, when you left? What did you do? What was the first thing you did? Ah. My first few weeks at home, I was very confused. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Honestly, I'm like, okay, so I've resigned. Okay. You know, I didn't have a plan per se, but I just knew it was time for me to leave. It was time for me to, you know, that being said, I would encourage everyone listening to me, you know, I mean, it's great to receive instructions from the Holy Spirit and then you just want to run with it. But it's also important that we have a plan, you know, like, Yes, you may not have it all down and clear and all that, but you know, I didn't quite have a plan. I didn't have any savings scheme. I didn't have anything at all, you know. I knew that after I resigned, although the consolation was the fact that after I resigned, I got an MC job, which is one of the things that I do on the side, outside super dishes. You know, I got I got a compare job to compare a, wed a wedding, yes. You know, wow. one of my colleagues at the time were like, oh, Kaka, because I'd been doing it while I was working, you know, and so when we have events at work, I would step up and use my fine voice, you know, and stuff. And, you know, she just thought, oh, my friend will mind you being a, um, their MC and stuff. And, you know, the money came in and it felt good. And I was like, oh, it felt like I had, you know, my life was beginning to make more sense, you know, and... um here we are. But I have a question for you. So why didn't you chase the compare thing? Why did you then go in the direction of um, super? So like, I, so like I said, I didn't exactly have any blueprint. You know, I, I knew that, you know, for me at the time, it was whatever came. If it was the um, compare job, fantastic. If it was the um events i mean it was the ikbanu at the time we were ikbanu before we rebranded to superdition so if it was that you know anything that worked was what i just really wanted to go with but i knew that as i resigned a few months after i started having some form of clarity on what exactly what exactly it was that i wanted to do with you know having ikbanu foods what do i want to make out of it you know and like i said sometimes that clarity may not always come it gets better in the doing all right mm. it really does get better in the doing and so um my environment my friends relationships i had 
you know, just encouraged me and brought out what I didn't know was there. Because, you know, friends would call me and say, okay, now we know you resigned because I think I made it a big deal. Wrote a letter, <laughs> let everybody know, like, you know, made it very... Okay. You read a letter to... <laughs> I think, yes, you know how you have a sign-out letter to the whole company. Um, okay, okay. I let my siblings know. I let a few of my friends know, you know, and then I had a friend, Tida, talk about that. her job at the time and had started her clothing business. And, you know, she was like a, you know, she was pretty much inspiring with what she was doing, you know, and um, um, I enjoyed, I, I always looked, I always went to meet her to ask her, so what do I do next and stuff. And you know, she was one of those people who encouraged me, don't worry, Kaka, you'll be fine. God will see you through. I think Tokba even went as far as printing out stickers, you know, for the business and like, Kaka, you have resigned. Sometimes I want to throw in the towel and like, what in heaven's name am I doing here? You know, maybe I should go and get another job, you know, but I mean, one thing I remember Mrs. Jumoke Adena was saying is that entrepreneurship is a fake journey. You either mm. fake it, you know, or you fake it. You know, you have to, but because we are Christians and we're believers, we have to faith it. It's a faith journey. You know, you're in it, you know, and knowing, having that consciousness that, you know, as the Bible says that Jesus came that you may have life and have more abundantly. It doesn't mean that there will not be trials and tribulations, mm -hmm. but you know, you'd have to face it, faith, faith it, you know, and, and I think those were seasons in my life that, um, you know, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16. I mean, like I said, it gets better in doing. And, and I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more grateful because I feel like I'm at that point where there is more meaning for me now. I mean, there were, there were days of confusion for as many of us that are watching. And I include business and are probably confused, sometimes uncertain and all that. I had those days. I had those shares, those days of confusion. You want to throw in the towel. You're not very sure, but you know, there's just a glimpse of hope. Something else mm. just rises up and shows up and makes you realize that okay, you didn't mm. make a wrong decision after all. Mm. You're you're. Can you right share? Now. Can you share one of those one of those days for you? one day that like when you were between between am I wrong? Am I right? And something that happened that made you know okay, I think I'm right. Um. Okay, I know that my husband can hear this, but um, I think one of those days that felt like you're going to, babe, you can't throw in the towel was, was I think that was just one of the seasons that he walked into my life and then he tells me he's so proud of what I'm doing. I'm like, bros, shield, just take a chill pill, proud, proud of what? You know, but he's like, you know, you're, you're doing well with your business. And, you know, a few people, a number of people in church knew me then. So it felt like, okay, you're making something with what you're doing, you know. And I'm like, ah, me, that I feel like, you know, nothing is happening. But, I mean, those words of encouragement. And then I think another time was when my pastor gave me a shot, you know, to cater for one of our workers' meetings. I didn't even have anything. And I mean, my pastor is like one of the intelligent, one of the most intelligent people, pastors that I know. So I'm like, how do I approach this guy? And it felt like the Holy Spirit led him. I was in church after or before service. And then he walked past. I'm like, ah, hey, you, how are you? Come, you know, and stuff. And I said, ah, pastor, I resigned my job. Oh, 
I'm so happy. Ah, well done. So what are you doing now? And then I say, food. Eh? Okay, all right. Can you cater the... Um, I said cater, really. I ran to one of my... <laughs> I ran to one of my big uncles at the time. I'm like, I'm clueless. He said I should come and cater for 500 guests. How do I do this? You know? And he tells me, you know, he gives me what to do. He puts a small proposal for me. In fact, if I look at the proposal now, if, if I show it to you, you'll probably fling me somewhere. <laughs> you know, and then and then he puts that for me, you know. But, excuse me, but for me, it wasn't just the money. I mean, I was excited that, you know, that amount of money was coming. But it wasn't just that money at that time. It just felt like, okay, babe, I, I, there's something you can make out of this. You know, and then I attended the event. I catered. I didn't even know that, you know, I knew about parties and the fact that you had other vendors, I mean, that you could reach out to and stuff. But I didn't know that time that, oh, when you attend parties, you can have more than one vendor. You know, so we're quite a number of vendors. And I said, hey, God, how are you going to distinguish me here? You know, it was just really confusing and all of that. But the fact that I was able to add value, the fact that I was able to make something out of, out of you know, you know, not looking like I failed because my mom wasn't even very happy about the fact that I resigned and like, ah, you're still young. What do you want to do with your life? Business, you know? So, um, that gave me some form of hope. So, two things. I had my husband who was my, he was just my friend. He wasn't my boyfriend, <laughs> you know. A friend at the time who walked in and thought that I was making something out of what I was doing, you know, and who was very proud. And, I think too, my siblings also, you know, they started bringing in gigs for me and would encourage me not to give up or not to, not to be tired, you know, and stuff. And then, and then my pastor who, who gave me a glimpse of hope that, you know what, you can make something out of this because my first big job was a 500 guest job. And, you know, from there, open doors, church members knew I could do it. So they started calling me for stuff calling me here and there and you know Ipano Foods was growing and um, yeah Okay, so I'm going to tell you something that I, I've never told you before um, when you were doing Ipano Foods, so the day I quit my job and that day I needed validation so much and that day you put up because I just felt led that okay it's supposed to move on to the next thing and I wasn't even sure if I was right or wrong but you know, just looking for validation so much and then you put up a post I remember I was on WhatsApp or somewhere I can't remember and then he said one year ago I quit my job or you did something and that's been like the best decision of my life and that was the same day I was doing the same thing and for me like that was like validation to know that okay you're going to be fine you're really fine and I think that that's why it's really important to share stories because you never know at what point that story will encourage someone else I may have still been caught up with doing my regular nine five and not um wanting because i was at a point where um for me it was i was just living life i wasn't thinking about what i was doing i wasn't being intentional and right. when i said to be intentional about my life and i made the decision to leave because i felt like and i saw your post i felt very encouraged and like, oh wow that's you'll be fine that's really encouraging for me you know mm -hmm. and i like your choice of word about intentionality you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, it's still, it, it's still getting clearer. Every day gets clearer for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are times where you're like, you know, but 
the sense of doubts or the feeling of doubts, I would say it has reduced pretty much. I mean, if you gave me a job right now, a nine-to-five job, and what I'm doing currently, I would still stick with being in super dishes. And I would say that it's important to know what, you know, let's not get so caught up on, oh, this is what I've always wanted to do. I'm not changing it. I'm not moving an inch. This is where I want to be. Or say that you want to be static. I'm grateful above all else that, you know, I took that bold step to rebrand from Ikmanu Foods to Super Dishes. And I mean, the level of intentionality, the level of clarity, the sense of purpose right now is, you know, <laughs> I have a few friends who say, so why, had, why, haven't, why didn't we rebrand like since how many years ago? You know, but, you know, I, like I said earlier, that it gets clearer in the doing. But, you know, mm -hmm. let's not get so so stuck up, you know. Mm -hmm. Let's not get so stuck up on, you know, my husband would tell me, don't be so set in your ways. You know, don't get so set. Like, oh, this is how I want to do it. So I can imagine if I wasn't open to the option of rebranding. I mean, it's it's gotten better here. And, and there's some form of, there's a greater level of intentionality. My, my, my self-doubt, my, my business doubts, my doubts about my many questions of did I make the right decisions have reduced, you know, years from about seven years ago when I resigned, you know. So it really does get better in the doing and, you know, realizing that, you know what, you can be more intentional in what you're doing. So for anyone listening, if you have that nudge to, to turn ye northward, like the Bible says, you know, that I've been on this mountain for too long. You know, it's time to turn. I think we shouldn't get so stiff and say, no, no, no. Because God knows better than we do. You mm -hmm. know, so I'm so grateful that I was able to turn, you know. And my turning has led me here. And, I mean, having this session with you in itself is is something to me. It's, it's a definition of something. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to me. As in, I, I, really, I really, I think one thing that um, people don't realize sometimes is... Sometimes you want it to be as clear as day. And and I like what you said, it's in the doing that you get to know because you really right. don't know. You know, but you don't know. And right. um, as you keep moving, that it becomes even clearer. And that's why it, the, it's really um, a, a leap of faith because you are actually moving on because you're not so certain, but you're just trusting that you take one step and it's clearer. You take the next step and it's clearer. And the more you keep moving in that direction, the more you then find that one day that you're walking and you're running and then you're flying. And then you're flying. Well, <laughs> then you're flying. Well, you just have to keep moving, really. You just have to keep moving. So um, I, I, I want to um, know, really, like, you've mentioned your husband several times in Sorry. this conversation. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. For me, it's just, it's really interesting to know that you can have someone that is... Um, that supports what you're doing, that understands what you're doing and is willing to, you know, contribute um, however he can to what you're doing. I was impressed with your, your husband is a graphic designer and I believe he's the one that does your design. Is <laughs> 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 one I that does your that design. Before this meeting, it was, I've, I've been trying to learn how to piece, piece, piece. If we could all fall by, I do said I cannot design. I'm pretty what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. So I was assuming. Um, but am I am I wrong in my assumption? Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but how has it been having somebody um that understands what you're doing and, and 
helps in one way form or the other how does that make you feel hmm. i think first it just makes the journey a lot easier it makes the journey very easy it makes it smooth because you just have someone who gets you who even before you say it he gets it you hmm. know but i mean it just makes the journey easier it makes you know being a wife being a mom being a businesswoman, being someone who's ambitious, being a go-getter, it makes it all easy. And um, I mean, I can't say that, I can't say for free that everyone has it as easy as, ha- as I have had it. But, you know, it's also, I'm just so thankful that, you know, it's made it easier for me because sometimes even when I'm not as confident as, as confidence should be, there's someone who is there to say, babe, you know, rise up and take the ball. Stop, stop, mm. stop, you know, stop being childish about this. It's time for you to move, you know. But I would say that mm. it just it's, it just makes the journey easier. I would say that. It makes the journey God bless easier. You. God bless you. God bless you, Thank you for being encouraging. And you have kids also. So you, yes, you are a wife, you are a mom. How have you been able to manage that experience? Um, I'm running a business. Um, I would say it came so easy, but I mean, with the growth in the business, it's just um, it's just uh, managing it costs more money. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't get. I don't get that. I said managing managing that role as a wife, as a mom, just costs more money because you have to get a nanny and you have to pay that nanny. Mm. You know, so um. And I'll say that I, I've I've been I've been blessed with a great support system, you know. Mm. I mean, I would say again that not everybody has that. Not everybody has that leisure of having support systems, you know. And really, I'll go back to my husband again. My husband has just been a great support because, apart from having nannies, who sometimes just get you, and some of them don't, or probably the children don't take to liking them, it becomes more mm-hmm. difficult for you. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, with with time, he's he's able to step in and just you know, we we probably have to pray together and just also speak to the children that oh, see, we have someone new, you know, you know, mommy and daddy gets busy. I mean, it's not like they understand this like completely, but I'm just so thankful for that support. Um, and um, you know, I have I have amazing friends, and my sister-in-law is like a great person that I could drop, leave the kids with and all that. So when I have to juggle, when I have so much work to do, but I mean, in this season of my life, I would say that I've been blessed with the best of nannies who help to, you know, manage that aspect of my, I mean, they're not here now. So they're either sleeping or something and thanks to the nanny. So I can imagine if I didn't have a nanny, I probably would not have been mm-hmm. able to do this, yeah. you know? So I would say that, yes. And then the fact that I have, I am, I'm learning patience with staff. You know, understanding that, you know, the right staff will come. Even if I've had shares of very great ones and not so great ones, but, you know, the right staff will come. And then the importance of, I'm at that stage of having to ensure that we have processes, we have our templates down. So it's just easy for them to run the business even when I'm not there. Very interesting. Well done. So I'm going to ask you a question. Yes, if you had to pick one soup to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? If I had to pick one soup to eat for the rest I, of your life, what's that going and to And why? 
Okay, so I think I think I'm still going to pick Ohasu. And I have a huge Why? story. I have a very big story with Oha. Because, I mean, I, I probably don't get very emotional, but, you know, Oha is like, it's a, it's a soup that has got, that got us through our trying moments as a couple. You know, mm. I mean, when we just got married, things weren't so great. We didn't have it all together. Money, work, job, you know, and all that. It wasn't all together. And so, you know, we had moments of being pretty hungry. We had moments of not even having anything at all to eat. You know, thanks to my mother-in-law, who we call her detective. And, you know, I guess the Spirit of God always made her sense that, ah, these children are not okay. And then she'll just say, how are you guys? Or she'll just send something. But there was just a season in Bukun that there was, when I say there was nothing, there was nothing. Sometimes all we had, because after I got married, my mother-in-law, you know, I mean, the customary thing of giving you provisions, food stuff, and also, she gave us lots of elubo, and all we had to eat was elubo and palm oil. Mm. And, you know, those were seasons that, it was a very dry season, you know, and I think one of those days, my, I didn't have a phone either, you know, I mean, as a panel, so there was no phone. So even the phone I had, we were literally trying to manage the BlackBerry. The battery was bad. We didn't have a generator. Nepa was bad. So it's only when they bring lights, I can quickly charge it. And then after they take lights, after some few percentage, maybe from 100, it just drop to 10 and then it will go off. So that fateful day, Nepa chose to give us lights after months in, you know, and then we... We, um, I think I put up a post and one woman saw it and said, oh, that's when BBM was raining, you know, mm-hmm. and then saw it and said, oh, I'd like to order, you know, and stuff. And when she just said she wanted to order, I just told my husband, money's coming. Somebody's going to order food. Somebody wants to order, you know, and then I picked up the Oha soup came in. I made the first Oha soup. There was a leftover, I mean, for people who didn't have food. So I was wise enough to make sure that whatever I'm cooking should have, you know, something left. And so there was leftover. So the leftover we had, because we weren't sure when next food was going to come, we made sure mm. we could keep it for at least two to three days. So we're eating a lot of oha soup and fufu, mm. eating oha soup and fufu, eating oha soup and fufu and maybe a bar and whatever. I think the week after, the woman called again, oh, your oha soup is great. Can I have it again? Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm like, babe, food is going to come again this week. Don't worry, God is with us, you know. Mm-hmm. Even after the days of, and you know, before she would call, we'll probably just have only maybe a mala or maybe, maybe, maybe one money that you just find somewhere and just, or maybe we'll have one spaghetti that is, you know, we were just, I mean, things, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful, but you know, if I had to choose another soup, it's all hard because it just, I mean, we got to a point that we were so saturated with oha soup that even now sometimes I'm like, babe, oha soup. I was like, no, <laughs> you know that's. <laughs> but you know, there's just for me, it was just it was that would I would say that's a soup that got us through a season. And I still don't remember the woman now. I don't even know where she is because the phone got missing. I lost a lot of contacts. But it was God just knew that I had to find a way to feed this my children and. The covenant we had was we were never going to beg. We're never going to beg anybody to give us money or to give us food. If God couldn't do it, then 
we might as well stay hungry. So we had our moments of drinking only Gary for three days and, you know, trusting God for the other days, you know. And then when this this particular woman in that season kept ordering only Ohasu, Ohasu. Yeah. She didn't even give me an opportunity to explore other things, but it was just Ohasu. And I think I just, every time I find myself cooking Ohasu, I'm like, you brought me through. God used mm-hmm. this to, to bring me through and, you know, I mean, now we're here and, yeah. Wow. I really touched, I really touched your place inside my heart. That's so beautiful. I know, right? I know, I mean, wow. We're wow. grateful for where we are now. Yes, so wow. everyone Thank has God. a story. Yes, everyone yes. has a story. And that's yes. one story that I think, I think I, I recently started writing an article about how Ohasuk saved my marriage. That's what I called it. Wow. Because I could imagine if there was if there was no order, Ibukon, I was this close and I'm like, how did I get here? Yes, I know things may have been bad, but is it not supposed to get better when you get married? You know, mm. and stuff and you know, um things were just really when you're trying to hold it together and you're trying to pray and then it just falls apart again and you're like, oh God, you know, but I don't know how God saw us through that season, but he definitely had to send that woman and I would say that it saved my marriage because we became, we started having food to eat consistently and we had a little money to, you know, maybe do a profit to even buy water. Yeah. Mm. So that was, that was, that Oha soup has to be that soup that I think I want to tell my children about. See, this soup is I'm not just soup, I'm not just cooking soup for yeah, my children. This is purpose. <laughs> yeah, that was so that was amazing. That was a beautiful okay. I think God tells most amazing stories with our lives. And he right. does it in a way that you can always trace it back to him. He does in a way that you can always trace it back Absolutely. to him really amazing if anybody else has a question we have about two minutes left if you have a question please let us know and we can take that it's been amazing having you here kaka um i'll just say final words or your last advice for anybody that is wondering uh maybe the person has emerging to move on to new territories but <laughs> the person is still standing at the edge of ledge what would be your advice my darling just move time waits for no man i mean there was there was this thing mm-hmm. about um, I was um, I was watching something. I still have to go back to watch it by Olakunle Shorinor. You know, it just move really. Time is time is. The Bible says that um, work while it is day because night comes when mm-hmm. no man can work. And the time mm-hmm. is the time is drawing near. I mean, if nobody can mm-hmm. sense that Jesus is coming anytime soon, I don't know what else you need to sense. But you know, truth is. <laughs> Time is time is almost here, and you know if you have any idea that you have to, you have to run with. Just do it, even if you put it there without faith that someone else will catch it and all that. Just, just do it. Do it afraid, and trust that you know the people that need to hear about it will hear about it. You know, just do it. Stay in there. Be consistent. And I think one of this one of the things that has gotten me through is having a staying power. You know, mm. just staying there. Staying there, staying there, you know. So, same power. That's another. Yes. That's another same one. Too. <laughs> you know. If you're well, yes, sure it's been an amazing time. Yeah, I didn't hear that. No, I was confirming what um 
Sherry's pink occasion said I said it's been amazing listening to Kakosia. Yes, it has. That's my that's my sister girl, my newfound sister girl on Instagram. <laughs> so yes, there is the pink occasions it has. We call her Mama Shakara. But you know what I mean? Time <laughs> waits for no one, guys. Let's just do what we have to do. And then, you know, it doesn't have to be so grand. I think, you know, that's another thing. We're so carried away with it. It has to be big. It has to be grand. I have to make it grand. Do it from here first. Then as you are growing, it be grander. If there's a word like that. Yeah. You know? I, I think one thing for me, though, is, and you probably don't know this, is I watched you do it and it was so inspiring. Um, I thought you were really brave, and I still think that you are brave. Um, thank you. What you what you did at the time. We have a few seconds. Encouraged me to even want to do more. Thank you for coming. Thank you everyone for coming. We have a few seconds. Thank you. Thank Saka. you. Thank you guys thank for you. joining. Thank you, Tiwala Day. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for coming. See you guys next week on Spotlight with Ivy. It's been an amazing you, time. Ivy. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.